opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. More and more, I find myself going back to these first principles, these foundational truths given to us in the book of beginnings because Genesis reveals to us God's intent, his, his original design. And yes, the fall uh, effaced that image of God in us, but it didn't erase God's purpose for us. And in fact, we talked about this in our last study, Jesus Christ restores man to God's great purpose, not less of Eden, but more. You have more than Adam had. So when you're looking at Genesis 1, look at it through the lens of the gospel. This is the beginning of life on earth and is the beginning principles of man's stewardship of what God has given him. We return today to Genesis chapter 1 to these amazing verses. Beginning in verse 26, the Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So uh, let's start here today, all right? We were created to bear the image of our great God, to reflect his glory. Now, that's the awful thing about sin because sin strikes at the image of God. Sin robs God of glory in our lives because this was God's intent from the start. He wanted people to look at us and not see us but see the creator, to reflect his glory, his beauty, his wisdom, his strength. And notice here the plural let us make man in our image, the us and the our, after our likeness. This is a, a reference, of course, uh, to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But there's also a reference here to the varied parts of us. You are spirit, soul, body. And your body, you have five senses. Uh, you respond to the world through your body. and your soul, you have intellect, emotion, and will, the ability to think, to feel, to choose in your spirit, that's the deepest part of man, the eternal part of man, you have the capacity not only to respond to the world around you or to other people, but to respond to God himself. This is the way God made us, to bear his image. And so it's a reference to the inner man. Uh, We've got to fast forward just for a second. If you look to the next chapter, chapter 2 and verse number 7, we'll come to that shortly. The Bible says, describes how God created man. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Why is this different? Why is this unique? In all of the other creation, uh, the created works of God came as a product of his word. He just spoke it. He said it, and it was so, and it was very good. But man was different. Man was literally shaped and formed by the hands of the creator. Think about this. From the beginning, We were in the all-wise, all-powerful, all-loving hands of our God. I believe there's a great picture in this, a great message in this, and it is that from the beginning, God wanted our lives to be in his hands. The world, the, the earth, the world around us is sustained by the word of his power, but our lives, more intimate than that, we are held in his hands. So God created us to bear his own image, to be close to him. Are you close to him today? Have you let sin come between you and your God? 
Is your life really yielded? Are you in the hand of the Lord today like you're supposed to be? And then we read on. The Bible says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Here's a second truth we learned. God not only created us to bear his image, God created us to labor with him. You see that dominion? Uh, there's, a, there's a key word here. It's the word over. In verse 26, over the fish, over the fowl, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing. Uh, it's repeated in verse 28. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You see, only the God who is over all could let us be over anything. It is, it is a stewardship. It is an assignment from Almighty God that we have dominion over this earth, that we subdue all other living creatures. We're laboring with God. We're working with him. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9, uh, the Bible says of the New Testament Christian that we're laborers together with God. You remember Jesus telling the story in Matthew 25 of, of the men with the talents. And uh, what was the reward if they did the right thing with the talents? More work. <laughs> not, just, not just more uh, reward, more work. That was the reward. Because one of the great joys is that God has created us for work. He's created us to labor with him. I don't know if you know the name Matthew Morey. Matthew Morey was a man who was crippled in a stagecoach accident and lived that way for 40 years. He died in 1873. One day, Matthew Morey was reading the Bible, just reading Scripture, and he came to Psalm 8 that talks about the paths of the seas. And he got reflecting and meditating on that, the paths of the seas. He started researching and studying, uh, investigating, and it was Matthew Morey who mapped out the currents of the oceans, the currents that are in the sea. It cut travel substantially. It, it totally changed trade around the world. And the seed thought for it came directly from Scripture, Psalm 8, the paths of the seas. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe Matthew Morey was laboring with God that day. I think God used Scripture to prompt that man, and that man responded to that. And as he did in the right way, God used him to make this world an even better place to live and to labor. This is our stewardship. This is what it means. We'll talk more about this in our, our next study, but stewardship is just man's response to God's goodness and man's responsibility to God's guidance. In other words, the whole world belongs to him, every bit of it, and he has assigned a portion of it to us that we would be over it. Now, this is very important. The only way man ever does a good job ruling over anything is if he remembers who he is under. Uh, because though we are over much, God is over us. In fact, uh, the, the phrase that we were made in his image, that we were given dominion, uh, that we were working with him, is both a privilege and a responsibility. Don't ever forget those two things always go together uh, there is opportunity and obligation. What a privilege it is. What an opportunity it is that we get to live and labor and work with purpose and uh, work with our hands and accomplish things. God has given us this world to enjoy. He's given us richly all things to enjoy. 
But that privilege and that opportunity comes with a responsibility and obligation. We are always to remember God. And our work must always line up with what God wants. Uh, And our life is simply a stewardship of what God has so graciously given to us. Can I challenge you today to just think about your life and think about your labor? Think about how good God has been to you, all he's given you to enjoy, uh, what he has assigned you to do at this time, what work you may be given at this moment. Maybe it's not your favorite thing on earth to do. I have a pretty good idea. Maybe there were some jobs that Adam liked better than others. He had a big job. Imagine subduing the whole earth, naming all the animals, having dominion over everything that had been created in the creation week. And yet, what a privilege to labor with God to work with God, to accomplish what God wants. Friend, you were made to bear God's image, and you were made to labor for God's glory. May the Lord help all of us to fulfill the divine intent and purpose today. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey. Thank you.